Love Unlimited is a weekly relationships podcast that focuses on how to develop, improve, and sustain thriving marriages. Our goal is to help you establish strong relationships with yourself and with those around you. I invite you today to adventure on the beauty of relationships, the joy of discovering your potentials, as well as those of your spouse. Hi, I'm Helen, Certified Master Life Coach and Certified Relationships Coach, and I'm all about relationships. Welcome to Love Unlimited. Our topic today is more of a question than a statement. Is love important for marriages to last? I occasionally answer questions online from people who ask about marriage and relationships. And I got this one that got me thinking for quite a while. And the question goes like this. Is love a prerequisite in marriage? I come from a culture where we have marriages that are arranged. Yet, we have far less divorce cases than in the West, where people fall in love before they marry. How important, then, is love in a relationship? This question opened a can of worms in my head and got me thinking about the weight we have given to the term falling in love. Is falling in love the same as infatuation? Is it the same as sexual attraction? Is it a physical feeling or is it an emotional upheaval that just happens occasionally and can fade with time? Is it just the opposite of being lonely? Or is it something that you develop and cultivate over a period of time? And another question that got me thinking again, is it possible to never fall in love and just remain infatuated with someone forever? Are there marriages made out of convenience rather than love? And if so, why do they last longer than those founded in falling in love, in quotes? Can someone grow into someone and end up falling in love with them? These questions took me all the way back to the days of my grandmother. She never got to meet her husband until the day she was kidnapped, in quotes, and taken to his home. The parents had already met, organized for the marriage, but she was not in the loop. So one day when she was going to fetch water, collect firewood with a group of girls, some young strongmen just took her off her feet and took her away to her marriage home. And she never got to see her parents until a few years after that. And this is the irony. She stayed married to that same person until her death. Actually, my grandfather died. My grandma was 90 and my grandma lived a whole 20 years later, also passed away. And I was wondering, did she ever get to fall in love with my grandpa? I don't know because I never heard her even one time say that she was in love with my grandpa or she loved him. And I wondered, what is love? Is it a feeling? Is it an emotion? Or is it a state of mind and being? In most Middle Eastern Indian Pakistani and African cultures, arranged marriages still exist today, and they have existed for centuries. The spouse's parents meet and negotiate over the bride price, and often they have known each other for ages. The bride and the groom may be allowed to meet and get acquainted before the wedding ceremony. In some cases, they never like each other, but have no choice and to follow the culture as it is. In other cases, they never meet until the wedding night. Or, like my grandmother, the bride is snatched away to the groom's party, as it happens in most places, also in Africa, as it used to happen 
in most African cultures. Many such cases never get really to love each other, but they live together, consummate their relationship, and even have children. With the support of the extended family, they thrive and apparently grow old together. Divorces are rare, highly shunned, and discouraged. In such cases, conflict in the relationship is not a two-people thing or the husband and wife thing. It is a family affair. Everybody chips in and tries to mediate to make the relationship work for the sake of their relationships as extended family. In marriage in those areas, to date, as it has always been, they say it takes a whole village to make the marriage work. While love is a crucial ingredient in a relationship today, and especially in the Western culture and most marriages, oftentimes couples jump into marital relationships while ill-equipped in matters of conflict and disagreement. The relationships are more individualistic than community-based, and eventually due to the challenges and repeated strain in relationships, love jumps out through the window and divorce comes in and takes the center stage. There is more to marriage than just love. I cannot imagine living in a marriage or in a relationship without love, as my grandma did. But there are also other equally important foundations, pillars that hold the relationship together. These are things that must exist for there to be a beautiful relationship. They are, number one, clear channels of communication. Clear channels of communication, this is between the couple and also the extended family. It matters not how much one loves the other spouse. If the channels of communication are not well laid out from the beginning of the relationship, chaos will definitely be rampant. The channels are not only to exist between the couple, but also in their extended family, with their in-laws, with their sister-in-laws, the father, the mother, the brothers, and also with their children. This helps also to clarify and create boundaries on responsibilities and duties. It clarifies the expectations of each member in this relationship and relays crucial information required for the relationship to grow. Through good communication, people are able to share their feelings, their hopes, their dreams, their fears, their love, their extended hopes due to the part of the relationship that they are in, and their future plans. Without good communication, all these elements and the things that should be talked about in a relationship will not be put in the light of day. And when people just find out things happening behind their back without their knowledge, it becomes the number one reason for violation of trust. Item number two that must exist in every relationship to thrive, expectations and responsibilities. This is often a cause of conflict between mother-in-law and daughters-in-law. Very common, irrespective of which culture it is. The matriarch, that is usually the mother-in-law, has a tendency to overstep and go into their son's territories. They make their daughters-in-law feel ignored, disrespected, and sometimes not trusted. And they even seem to doubt the capabilities of the lady regarding how she will raise up her children, regarding how she will run the home, regarding how she will take care of her son. So she tends, the mother-in-law that is, tends to overstep and take over. And this makes the daughter-in-law feel very 
very inferior and sometimes angry. She feels like there's a competition between her and the mother to her husband. So it's important to clarify the duties of each person in this relationship. Number three, and often my most important one, is respect. Any families devoid of respect often feel like walking on a landmine field playground. You're supposed to play your role, but your environment is hazardous. Conflict and wars and disagreements break out at any time from anywhere. In such relationships, gossip, backbiting, resentment, and general lack of cohesiveness is clearly observed. Unfortunately, this ugly behavior is easily passed on to the younger children in the family. You'll find that family members will be yelling back and forth against each other, swearing at each other indiscriminately, irrespective of age, and sometimes verbal abuse can go over to become a physical abuse, and cheating, and lying, and all those low-level vices that come when you don't respect someone. The third element, and very important too, is being patient with each other. I don't care how much you say you love your spouse, but if you're not patient with him or her, then I don't think you know the virtues of marriage and love. Patience involves living with that person, with all the challenges that that person faces, and accommodating them. This is important, especially where you have relatives coming in and out of your house, and also, especially when you're also career-focused. When you're career-focused, your spouse will need you to be patient with them when they come home tired, stressed out, or they are going through challenges in their businesses and they want you to support them, you'll need to be patient with them. Sometimes they want to share whatever is stressing them and sometimes they don't see the need. Just be patient with them and let them go through it and they will share when the time is right. Ne next element, that's number four, sobriety. You may say that I don't drink alcohol wine, I don't smoke, I don't take any drugs, so this one is not an element that I should consider in my relationship. Absolutely no. Sobriety, this involves being wise, being focused. It's about you and the spouse keeping your sanity intact even when all around you is falling apart. When finances become a challenge, when health becomes a challenge, when all your plans go to the bin, they're just thrown out of the window due to some changes in the economy, you need to stay sober and focused and plan again. When your plan A fails, go for plan B. And if there's no plan B, make one. Be sober. Don't start blaming each other about having pre-warned the other one that, oh, you see, I warned you shouldn't have invested in that business. Or, honey, I told you that guy is going to fire you so soon. I don't know why you accepted that job. Avoid the blame game. Instead, sit down and go back to the drawing board as a team and start again. And lastly, forgiveness. Without forgiveness, relationships will be as delicate as crystals. Easy to break into multiple pieces and very hard to repair. We are all guilty of making mistakes. Nobody's an angel on this side of the earth, even if we call each other that. And often we hurt each other, whether we are aware of it or not, whether we do it intentionally or not, whether we are going through emotional challenges or not. We hurt each other. And 
it's important to be humble enough and to be able to ask for forgiveness when you have made a mistake or you have hurt the other person. And also, when someone asks for forgiveness from you, please be willing to open your heart and to give them a second chance, a third, a fourth, a fifth, maybe even a hundredth chance because you love them. Just forgive. Without forgiveness, well, one of you will be having ulcers and depression and pain and so many other health problems that come with unforgiveness. So you don't forgive because the other person generally deserves it. Sometimes they don't. You forgive the other person because your health needs it, because you need to also face tomorrow with the same person, face the day after, face the businesses. And if you have children, you also are teaching them that it's more important to forgive than to keep grudges. And with forgiveness, peace is always within reach. It's always within reach. These are the six important elements, channels of communications, clear expectations and responsibilities, respect, patience, sobriety, forgiveness. These ones are cornerstones. Like if you imagine a relationship to be a building and this building needs to have pillars to hold it together. With the marriage being the building, all these six are pillars that help the house to stand. And love is the ambience that flourishes when these pillars are strong. So take time today when you have time with your spouse and inspect your relationship to see if there are any of these elements that is missing and plan on how to increase it. Let me tell you one thing about these elements. When they are in a house, nothing can shake it. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No elements, no financial career, really other people. Nothing can bring down that marriage because it is founded on strong foundations of a relationship. Thank you for taking the time to listen and learn. I would love to know what your thoughts are regarding the topic we just covered. Please leave me a feedback at hello at guruhelen.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at guruhelen.com or Twitter at guruhelen.com. Please do not forget to subscribe for more podcasts and more exciting, informative programs. To get a copy of my book, Text to Tango, please visit my website at www.guruhelen.com and I look forward to seeing you in the next program. Till then, I'm Helen signing out. Peace and love y'all. Thank you.